Welcome to the podcast. My name is Masha Tisa and you're listening to the Creative Bulb Podcast. So this podcast, our aim is to help you reach your full creative potential by having conversations on different things that affect creativity. There's a lot that affects creativity. So this podcast is a podcast for you to have those discussions and just to listen to different people in their struggles to be creative and just to create amazing stuff. You can follow us on Instagram. We are on Instagram at the Creative Bulb Podcast. Uh, give me a comment. Tell me what it is you love about the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. So today's discussion is part two of the procrastination conversation. That means if this is part two, we had a part one. So if you've not heard of part one, pause this audio and just go listen to part one and then come back and continue this conversation from here because uh, it's more of like a conversation. It's a story. You have to follow the story. So I urge you to go listen to part one first. And if you've had part one, thank you so much. Welcome to part two. I hope you're going to learn as much as we can. We are here to know how to deal with this enemy called procrastination. The beauty about teaching is you're able to learn a lot of things in the process. I'll encourage any creative to just consider teaching. Because now when you're trying to impart knowledge to other people, you end up doing a lot of research. So you become very knowledgeable. At the same time, you're able to help other people to do certain things. So I've been doing a lot of research on procrastination just as a way for me to learn something to stop my procrastination habit. And also a way for me to say something sensible in this recording and just to help at least one person or two people. I just discovered there's a lot of hard terms, the psychology, there's even a formula, by the way, on how to stop procrastination. I started seeing some things in science, so I found myself reading so many things in different topics, so it's complicated, but at the same time, the joy of just being able to learn so many things, it's really interesting because I'm able to learn, I'm able to impart. So, you know, like how they tell you, if you want to stop procrastination, just do it, wake up in the morning and do it. I've had that advice for the longest time now. I kid you not, I still procrastinate. So that means it's not even helping me. I feel sometimes the advice we get from people, it's people who are not procrastinators. So the only advice that I think was very interesting that I was very relatable, I think it's because it was coming from someone who has actually procrastinated. There's this TED Talk by a guy called Tim Durban. It's been on YouTube for the longest time. So if you've not heard about it, please, I advise you to go listen to it. So he was talking about what goes inside the mind of a procrastinator. And there are three people that are involved inside the mind of a procrastinator. Number one, there's a rational decision maker. The rational decision maker is a person who, like, if you have a task, that's the person who does the work. And then the second person is the instant gratification monkey. So the instant gratification monkey now is in the mind of a procrastinator. So the gratification monkey is the monkey now that tells you, oh, no, start watch this video, wash your clothes, do every other thing, every other thing aside from doing the real work. The goal of the rational decision maker is to get the task done. But then the monkey is very playful. The monkey wants to do every other thing aside from having the work done. So the only thing that makes the monkey get stuff done is the panic monster. So the monkey is only afraid of the panic monster. 
and the panic monster only appears when the deadline is approaching. That's why when the deadline is approaching, you find in two hours you had two years or you had two months to do the work, but you find in two hours you're able to do the work. Why? Because the panic monster has checked in, so the monkey grinds away, and so the rational decision maker comes back, takes the will, and you get work done. So I find that talk to be very interesting. So when he finished his talk, he mentioned that some of the things we have in life do not really have deadlines. You know, if, you, if you're doing something for a client, of course the client wants the work in two weeks. You can procrastinate on that, but you know either way, you'll still get the work done. There's certain goals you have in life that do not have deadlines. The reason as to why I feel so guilty at the end of the year because I haven't achieved the things I've wanted, it's not the things for the clients I work for. It is the things for my own things. Like I wanted to write a book. I needed to open this company. So those are the things I procrastinated. You know why? Because those things do not have a deadline. So the reason as to why you feel guilty a lot of the times is we feel guilty because we feel we are procrastinating because we are lazy. So in part one, we are talking about Mr. Leonardo da Vinci. And da Vinci was took a lot of time for him to be able to finish the work. But truth be told, if you look at the work he's done, I mean, he's one of the most celebrated i don't think there's anybody who's never seen even even if it's a digital copy of the mona lisa so in as much as he may not have done as much or rather finished as much as we want him to have done at least the things he had done had a lot of quality so for him procrastination was utilized positively in his case because it seemed that his hand will never achieve the required perfection there's a way there's a standard he had put on his work that he wasn't getting on other things. So because of the need for perfection, that's why he was taking a lot of time on his work. And we can actually see from now, his works are just perfect. That's why he's still celebrated till now. Sometimes you find it's the desire for perfection. You don't just want to write any kind of book. You just don't want to do any normal film. So you will procrastinate on a lot of things because you want it. You want it to be perfect in your mind, first of all, before you release it to the world. So historically, by the way, procrastination wasn't really regarded as a very bad thing. It was a universal state of being for human beings. So for them, they found it necessary just to sit down and do nothing. What happened is something changed in the course of history. There was an era where now there's a famous American preacher. I don't know if you've heard of the famous American preacher called Mr. Jonathan Edwards. So Mr. Jonathan Edwards preached a certain someone about um, just being able to value time. And he was quoting the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 says, um, So be careful how you live. Do not live like fools, but live like those who are wise. So for him, he's actually famous for the seven resolutions he had resolved when he was around the age of 18. So for him, he had this resolve to never lose one moment in time, but to use it in the most profitable way. So he gave this analogy that, you know what? In as much as you may think you have a lot of time, but you know, tomorrow is not a guarantee. So we need to make the maximum use of our time right now because we don't know what tomorrow holds. You understand? So this whole notion of just sitting down and doing nothing wasn't really working well because now you have to make the most use of your time. And I think ever since now that famous sermon, so that's why everybody right now is just busy doing other things. We are busy. That's why procrastination is being regarded as a monster. Procrastination is a monster. So if procrastination is a monster, I mean, why do we still procrastinate? Even after seeing it in the scripture, God is telling us to make good use of our time. We still procrastinate. I'm coming to the understanding now that two types of procrastination. There's positive procrastination 
and there's negative procrastination. So negative procrastination is when you're just putting things off to do nothing meaningful. You're just, you have this project to finish this work, but then you prefer to go party, do other non-essential things, and then come back and do it now when it's like two hours to the deadline. That's negative procrastination. You're just wasting time in the midst. So positive procrastination is, yes, you have this project to write a book. So you put something off and you do other things in your task. Like you have this list of things you're supposed to achieve in a year, yes? You might not be able to do the fitness thing, but you have achieved other things. You have started the company. You have you have probably started writing the book, but you've not written the other book. You have procrastinated on others, but you're doing other things instead as you look for ways and ideas on how you can be able to finish the other project. So what matters is that you're procrastinating positively. So for positive procrastination, I mean, just gather all the ideas you have in your head and then procrastinate on others that you may not really be able to finish. You see that that's positive procrastination. Of course, you may not do it today, not do it tomorrow, but you can postpone it to a later date. That's positive procrastination. Now, the beauty of positive procrastination is even when the deadline approaches, you're not panicking per se. It's because you knew you had postponed this work to this later date because you know for sure you had a reason as to why that is happening. So one way on how to beat procrastination is not to fight it, is to embrace it. Now use it to your advantage, which is still okay. It's still part of the whole process. There are different reasons as to why we procrastinate. We procrastinate because we are bored. We procrastinate because we are burned out of emotional instability, too much distraction. Um, sometimes we procrastinate because maybe that work has no importance. Probably it's a project that can be done next year or just any other thing. So if the work has no importance, we find ourselves really putting it to a later date. And then we also sometimes procrastinate because of too much multitasking. Yes, that's the word multitasking. Let me just talk about this whole multitasking scenario. I have just come to understand that sometimes you can find yourself you are too busy, but at the end of the day, there's actually nothing you've done. There's nothing you have done whatsoever. So I have realized that thing about myself that most of the times I'm very busy but I'm still here complaining of how I've not been able to achieve anything. It's not like I was doing other things. I don't even watch movies. Wait a minute. I don't even watch movies. Chai. But then I'm always too busy. But at the same time, as much as I'm too busy, I haven't done anything that I really wanted to do. So what is wrong with me? That's because I've just realized that I'm multitasking. The truth is multitasking is lowering my work quality and inefficiency. So I just learned that an average human can only absorb information for like 20 to 30 minutes and so our brains are not computers they're not like prepared to do multiple tasks in as much as we have told ourselves that we are to do many things so our brains are not wired to do multiple tasks so the switching back and forth just makes us tired it makes us inefficient and that's why we feel like sometimes we are busy but at the end of the day you find like we have not done anything so our brains can benefit actually when we just let them to lie low like when we don't do sometimes something as opposed to multitasking i'm learning instead of more is better less is more i'd rather break down my tasks into 30 minute sections and i just focus on one thing so the solution here is to add fun to your to-do list. This could be a normal kind of advice you have received from other things, but honestly, it's being very intentional. It's saying, um, just add elements of play in, into your program. And so don't take like don't take life too seriously. I mean, it's serious, but don't take life too seriously. So we are learning here that procrastination isn't really a problem. It's a symptom 
of a deeper issue. There's always a deeper issue regarding procrastination. In as much as some people might tell you, just do it, do it, do things, there's always a deeper issue. Some of the deeper issues are sometimes you have the fear of failure. You know, you have never written a book before. So what if I write a book and it fails and it flops so badly? So there's a fear of failure. That's why I, I, it's easy for me to procrastinate on writing that book. There's a fear of rejection. You feel like if you start something or if you if you do this project, the client is going to reject it. So you put it to the last minute because you feel your work is not as valuable as such. There's the fear of success or you're just overwhelmed by the big plan or the big vision. Let me talk about being overwhelmed by the big vision. Sometimes you find that you think the things, the idea you have in mind is actually too big. Probably you have an idea for a film or you have an idea for the script. I mean, the script is even bigger than you. And that's essentially it's supposed to be. Sometimes your vision should be bigger than you. So I've noticed sometimes when I look at the kind of dreams and the plans that I have for myself, when I look at the big picture, it's just a reason for me to procrastinate more. Yes, I have this dream of being this particular person, but I don't end up being that person. You know why? Because the big picture has actually scared me. So I'm learning to stay away from the big picture and just focus on one step. Yes, I know I want to be like one of the biggest people. When you think of design, I want to be like the biggest people in terms of creativity or like the creativity consultant you have the school you're traveling around the world everybody when they think about creativity just think about Marsha but honestly before I reach that goal I mean there's certain things that I just have to do so when I think about that big goal of doing all these other things there are small things that I can do to get there so let me just focus on this small goal and not look at the big picture because the big picture will really make you procrastinate a lot and then another thing that we really some statement that really causes us to procrastinate a lot aside from thinking this is too big is also thinking of I must finish. Who said you must finish? The reason as to why we feel like we put things off to a later date is because I want to write a book today and I want to finish it by the end of the week. You don't really have to finish. What you need to focus on, how to get it started. Because when you start something, it's easy for you to kind of go back to it and finish it. So start something. Don't even think of how you're going to finish this thing and everything else sometimes because you're going to procrastinate. Because when you start, it gives you the aim to do other things. For example, Mr. Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci, was just started a lot of projects. He may not have finished all of them, but at least the beauty about it, he started. Good. So um, in conclusion, I want you to know that I want us to get rid of the whole notion of you must be perfect. I know we want to be perfect. We want to do the best designs. We want to write the best book, the best selling book. We want to be the best person. We want to be the best motion graphics designer. We want to be the best video editor in the world. And that is okay. There's nothing wrong about dreaming big. But we need to get rid of the whole idea of you must be perfect. Don't look for perfection. Just look to be human. I mean, be human. Don't look for perfection. And then instead of fighting procrastination, embrace it. Use procrastination to your advantage. And then... Take care of yourself. Do not neglect yourself in the name of work and goal. Because I know as creatives, we are culprits of neglecting ourselves in the name of work. We can sleep in the office the whole night, not even have an ounce of sleep because you're working on a project. Take care of yourself. If you had this fitness goal, imagine go do it. If you're supposed to do something to lighten up your day, keep doing it. Don't beat yourself up in the name of your work and a goal. And forgive yourself. If by chance, probably you had this project in two weeks. And you have not even done anything. Forgive yourself. Imagine there's nothing you can do about it. The best you can do is about move from now henceforth. So let's embrace the whole art of just forgiving ourselves. So our conclusion for today's discussion is constantly fight the guilt and embrace this whole procrastination and use it to your advantage. So that's it for the second part of 
this procrastination conversation. I hope you have learned something. The third part will be up soon. Uh, so just look out for the third part. Yes, you have been listening to the Creative Bulb Podcast. My name is Masha. So please tell me what it is you're thinking. What are some of the things you have done? What are some of the things you're learning about this whole procrastination? I think for me, I'm learning just to embrace it. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy